Hey everyone, welcome to the Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Denham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. So today we are unpacking the shadow self, and you might be wondering, what is shadow work if you're new to that term? So we're going to get into it today. And as always, this is a transcription of my most recent blog post, so if you feel like reading along or just referring back to that post uh, for reference, it'll be up. So each one of us has a shadow self. And by this, I mean a self that reflects our innermost worries, our shame, and our traumas, large and small. And this is the self that we pick apart in the mirror with the underlying fear that if we relax, we'll let ourselves become this darkness. You know what I mean? Like if we just relax our shoulders, if we allow ourselves to not wear makeup and put on all of these airs, you know, it's that self that we're afraid of finding. This is the self that has made a home in unworthiness. So we can discover our shadow selves by pinpointing circumstances in which we felt most ashamed. For example, when I was in the modeling industry years ago, my agent would call me to make sure that my measurements were small enough before every fitting and casting. I was constantly being measured, and if my measurements weren't on track, I'd be told to only drink water for two days, I would be scolded if I ate anything other than vegetables, Um, and eventually when I went on to visit bigger agencies, you know, I would go with my agent and he would say, just don't say anything, let me do the talking you know, in a way that sounded like you might ruin it if you open your mouth. So I, you know, built up this belief system that my thoughts would take away from my overall appeal, like that my thoughts were unworthy. And of course, that my body was unworthy if it wasn't at a certain measurement. So because of all the shame around my weight and personality, my shadow self comes out as gluttonous annoying and lazy. Those are the three aspects of self that I am most afraid of embodying. And these loops of shadow, they still run through my brain pretty often, but I have been able to reprogram many of those self-limiting beliefs by revisiting those experiences and imagining my highest self guiding me and protecting me and envisioning the best case scenario instead of the worst. And I am affirmations. You know, they're so huge in the spiritual and wellness community. Um, They can absolutely be helpful, but affirmations can really only take root when we've already done the subconscious work and unpacked those beliefs, you know, from the root. Otherwise, we're only treating the symptom instead of the cause. And that's where we really get long-lasting change is when we target the cause, of course. So I've really benefited from Lacey Phillips' program, uh, which is called The Pathway. And it's all about reprogramming our subconscious self-limiting beliefs. And we do that through hypnosis, journaling prompts, and understanding neuroscience. And Lacey has also coined the term expanders. And I love this term because it refers to people who have gone through similar experiences to you and have manifested the lifestyle you desire. So finding expanders really helps us to unblock our shadow selves because we're able to prove to ourselves that we are worthy of love, success, and a beautiful life. And basically expanders help us see it to believe it. So what I've done is I've actually made a list of three women who I really relate to. Um, Natalia Benson is one of my expanders. I love looking at her 
you know, life journey and her spiritual work because she started uh, making jewelry. Then she went into the music business as a DJ and artist. And then she went on to become a spiritual coach and a women's empowerment coach. So I really relate to her journey because I've just kind of, I've, I've not yet graduated from my time in music. I think it'll always be a part of my life, but I have been going through this transition, which is more focused on spirituality and wellness. So it's been really interesting for me to look at Natalia and be like, oh, she, you know, she's gone through so many similar milestones. So looking at her and studying her has been so expansive for me. Um, Sahara Rose is another one. She's amazing. She's also gone through kind of music and spirituality and all these different paths and has become so successful. So um, you can definitely find people that are embodying who you envision yourself being or, you know, similar to them in the future. It's super helpful. And it's really crazy to think about how much of societal programming has dictated who we've become. I mean, think about all of the roles we've played based on our sex, gender, race, financial or social status. I mean, the ego really thrives on being put in a box. So, so much of shadow work is honestly about ego death and uncovering who we really are beneath all of that bullshit, for lack of a better term. And before I say anything more about ego, you know, I, I've studied so much of Eckhart Tolle and, and teachers that talk about kind of killing the ego, but I've really come to understand the ego as part of the human experience and honestly something that I never want to die necessarily because ego helps us communicate with one another. It helps us function in this more pragmatic way. So to me, ego is something more to be managed and develop a really healthy relationship with it and not let it overpower us. Um, so when I say ego death, I mostly mean that in when we're doing our subconscious healing, we're removing the ego and we're just putting it aside while we really take a deep look at who we really are so that we can truly do that in our healing and that when the ego comes up, it's manageable. So that's what I mean by that. Um, and to go deeper into, you know, societal programming and everything, I can give you an example. I mean, I've always identified my femininity with having really long hair. Uh, the women in my family have always had long, beautiful hair, and I always wanted to have these flowing princess curls. And, um, you know, I always saw women in magazines and in movies with long, gorgeous hair. And I, you know, I connected me being a woman with my long hair. But in reality... I can't stand having hair in my face. I always have it back in a bun or like I'm wearing a hat or something. I just don't like hair in my face. Um, so eventually I'm gonna cut it really short, but I have been challenged with having a little alopecia spot on my head. So that's a whole nother story. I'll go into my healing journey with um, alopecia at some point, um, but I'm waiting for that little hair patch to grow back in before I could cut it really short. And the hair is growing back. I'm going on a little tangent right now, but I'm really excited for the day that I can share an episode with you guys about how I managed to heal alopecia and autoimmune diseases in general, because autoimmune issues are a whole nother thing that's so kind of unresearched and is like this mystical X factor in the medical world. And I absolutely believe that we can heal ourselves from anything. So tangent there. Um, but the most healing part of shadow work, when we unravel all of these things and all of these labels that we've put on ourselves, is the integration with our highest selves. And our highest selves are our most pure, most loved, and most abundant selves. 
Um, and if you haven't, you know, done any work around envisioning your highest self, this is also a great time to do that. Um, you know, alongside your shadow work, it's it's so important to have this version of yourself in your mind that is so a part of you that is unconditionally loved, abundant, supported, safe, and vibrant and happy. So, I mean, I always envision my highest self. I have this whole kind of scene that I envision her in. So I've, I've kind of mapped out what my ideal home would look like, what I would be wearing, who I would be talking to during the day, you know, what breakfast I would be having, what I would be journaling about, where I'd be going during the day. So I kind of have this like ideal day of a highest self in my mind that just makes me feel so much more confident and so much more connected to my purpose. So that's a little bit on that. And with the integration with our highest selves, when we can integrate these shadow selves with our highest self, we come to this place of really deep forgiveness and unconditional acceptance for everything that we've gone through. And shadow work is a really beautiful commitment. It's an everyday ritual of uncovering trigger points and loving yourself through them. And this is why wellness and spirituality is a lifestyle. It's not just this short circuit kind of thing, like you do this program and overnight you're healed. This is an everyday loving awareness. I love uh, Ram Das. He's, he's the one that inspired that mantra. He just says, I am loving awareness. And that's really what it is. It's coming back to that place, unraveling that shadow self, connecting with your higher self and coming to that place of loving awareness every single day. Um, it's not something that just happens overnight, you know, and it's, it's kind of the best part of life, honestly, for me at this point is feeling that empowered and exploring myself and exploring my psyche. So I will also share with you some tools that have helped me along the way, uh, when these triggers come up, when these triggers regarding your shadow self come up, because it takes time to rewire those neural pathways that have been rooted in shame for so long. So you know, again, for me, my shadow self is lazy, gluttonous, and, you know, just unworthy. So whenever I get triggered by something during the day that brings me back to those feelings, um, I come to these techniques. So the first one I love to do is EFT, emotional freedom technique and tapping. Um, oh my gosh, I love this so much. So I wrote another blog post on EFT and, you know, all about it. I left links in that blog post to Brad Yates and Gala Darling, who are two amazing, like, tapping leaders. <laughs> so you can always refer back to that as well, which I've also rooted in the blog post um, that we're talking about now. But EFT is basically psychological acupressure, and you're tapping on meridians on your upper body and face, and you're speaking aloud all these problems that you're experiencing and you are working your way up to envisioning and embodying a best case scenario outcome in your mind. So it just helps you release all of that. And you're literally, you know, unblocking energy in your body. So it's also really important to drink water when you're tapping because you can flush out that stagnant energy and that dissonant energy. So I love EFT. Definitely check that out if you've never done it before. Uh, number two is gratitude journaling. And I was just talking about this in my Reiki class with our, our teacher. She reminded me that gratitude is a frequency even higher than joy, perhaps even higher than love, which is crazy. Um, gratitude is such a calming frequency as well. And the more that we can be in this state, the better we're going to feel. And gratitude journaling proves to us that life is this gift and that this journey is a blessing. 
And furthermore, when we write down what we're grateful for with a pen and paper, it sinks into our subconscious mind more deeply. And that's important because it's so easy to type out on your phone, which absolutely can help you feel better as well. But to actually get out a pen and paper and, and put that down tangibly in front of you really sinks into your psyche more, really roots you in a place of gratitude. The third one, in no particular order, is breath work. I love breath work. I especially love the Wim Hof technique um, because our cells carry memories. Memories that aren't just ours, but also ancestral in our DNA. So when we engage in breath work, we'll notice the shadow comes up more easily because we are literally blasting ourselves with oxygen, prompting them to expand and release that DNA and those memories. And that's why exercise feels so good too. Like aside from the endorphins, our cells are getting hit with this blast of oxygen and we are just going through this incredible release. So breath work and exercise, y'all. Mm-hmm. And mirror work is the last one I've put on this list, but not least, there's so many great tools out there. Um, but what you can do is just make time for yourself to stand in front of the mirror every morning while you're brushing your teeth. Look into your eyes and say, I love you. And say it again and again until you feel it. Look into your eyes and say it and you're, you will notice that your pupils actually, actually dilate because your body's registering this love. It's really beautiful. You know, point out the features that you love. Say, I love my eyes. I love my eyebrows. My skin looks radiant today. I am so stunning. I'm so lovable. I'm so successful. I'm amazing. Just amp yourself up. Give yourself a little pep talk in the morning. Or you can do this in the evening before you go to bed, whenever you want to. And, you know, run through the accomplishments that you're most proud of from the day or the days and weeks before. And just give yourself a pat on the back and decide to have an amazing day. You know, anything that we can do to keep reinforcing new neural pathways that celebrate the highest version of ourselves and remind us that even at our lowest, we are still lovable. And finally, when we learn to forgive ourselves and love our shadow selves, we become more compassionate individuals all around. We come to realize that every single human being deserves love and that we are all doing the best we can with what we know. And I want to say that again, that we are all doing the best we can with what we know, because we have all been raised in such different environments and so many different circumstances. And the best that you're doing right now is going to be completely different from somebody else who might have been raised in perhaps an abusive household or, you know, somebody that was raised in like a super wealthy, happy family. Like there's so many different realities that people are facing and having to work through. So Let's just applaud each other for doing the best that we can. And I'm also reminded of this phrase, judgment is assuming the worst in people. So let's just stop judging ourselves and our neighbors and instead root in this place of understanding and compassion and look for the best in people and really nurture their joy because we are all going through some degree of suffering. It's part of the human experience and... You know, I love this work because we're expanding through that and we're starting to understand suffering as something that's within our grasp and something that's, you know, malleable and able to change. And we actually don't have to suffer, honestly, at the end of the day. It's going to come, but suffering is going to only last as long as we allow it to. You know, I should go back and say pain is pretty much inevitable. We're all going to experience pain, but suffering is not inevitable because suffering is just drawing out the pain for way long after it's lasted. So we, we absolutely have a choice there. But yeah, so 
I'm just sending you guys so much love, so much healing, and have a great time taking a look at your shadow selves. <laughs> Say that with a little wink because this is this is work. This is really brave work to do. Um, when I did the the meditation with Lacey Phillips program for the first time and really took a look at my shadow self, I was so emotional. It was just insane how much pressure we put on ourselves and how much we beat ourselves up. So please be gentle with yourself and this work is intense. So, you know, please reach out to a friend who's a high vibrational friend who might be able to hold space for you or embrace therapy if you're into that. Like whatever's going to work for you, if you need somebody to stand by your side, like I, I, I so recommend it. I'm so lucky to have people that I can talk to about what I'm bringing up and experiencing because it's heavy emotional work and a lot of us are uncovering some intense trauma. So yes, I love you. Thank you so much for being here. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Helen Denham underscore. I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me a DM. Tell me what you're working through. Um, you can go to my website, HelenDenham.com to find all the blog posts, podcast episodes, and the guests that I've had on. You can sign up for my self-care Sunday newsletter, all the good stuff. But I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Have a beautiful rest of your day.